As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 305, and we are at the end of Halloween, or rather, Halloween ends. Voidtober ends. Voidtober ends, <laughs> oh, that's right, my bad. This is a this is a better sequel. But happy Halloween! <laughs> Everybody's so mad at me for that, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, about you not liking? <laughs> it's Hot not dude. that they're mad at me about it, it's just, I keep making digs at it, so like people are like, shut the fuck up! I, well, I didn't, I didn't like it either. It's okay. It, you don't have to get into it. I, I just meant to. Right. I just meant to acknowledge them that, you know, I'm just doing it to be antagonistic <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so disappointed mm-hmm. uh, with them as a human being for even liking something as, <laughs> as, as hideous, <laughs> atrocious. I'm totally kidding, guys. Like, like what you like. I know what it's like to like something and nobody like it. I mean, I think we all have. Right? Yeah, like malignant. Right? Wait, is that, ma- what's wait, that? Malignant? Wait, what's that movie called? Did you get like filament and like malignant? <laughs> it's malignant, like as yeah, in the tumor. That that uh that movie. Yeah. I know what that movie is. <laughs> <laughs> we still need to get that on 4K. I, I, I bought it on digital because they didn't have it at the time. And then a couple weeks later, it was like, oh, here's the, 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 the blue, the 4K. Oh, okay. I'm sure they'll have some for Eventually. a while, but it, there's some movies that aren't coming out with 4K, guys. So, yeah, it's because no one buys them. We have we've had this argument. I think it was last episode. No, it's not about nobody buys them. The horror community of all buys everything. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying, like, but still, that I more than ever now that they're yanking shit off a of line, mm-hmm. there should be no excuse not to put fucking digital or uh, physical out. Mm-hmm. People are buying shit on a rental basis. You realize that, guys? When you buy when you buy shit on these services. They don't have to re-up their contracts with anybody else. These places like Voodoo and uh, Movies Anywhere and stuff like that, they pay to have people come to them so that they can get advertising and people to buy through their different stuff. Right. But, yeah, there's people that were like, oh, yeah, my whole collection of this was gone. And and I have nowhere to get it. I can't watch it anywhere. Right. That's messed up. That is messed up. You paid for it, too, so... Right. Well, that's the thing. That's that's why they do it so cheap on digital. And everybody's like, oh, it's so much cheaper that way. And it's like, well, yeah, because they're going to take it away from you, dildo. And if they ever fucking decide to censor something, which Joe Bob Briggs has, has, has put up so kindly to talk about and many others since him. Mm-hmm. If, if anything ever gets censored in a movie and you wanted to see it, guess what? They're going to put up the digital version of what they want. Mm-hmm. They can't do that with physical. They can't alter, change, censor. Like Disney does to their fucking TV shows. I don't know. The Mandela effect might make that well, possible. I, <laughs> if I don't remember it, then that's cool. <laughs> but if you're going to do it in front of me like a fucking dildo, no, not cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, I hope you've been having a wonderful time of the year for the Halloween spooky season and Voidtober. I hope we provided enough content for you guys to enjoy yourselves. We've had a lot of new people come by the stream. I want to thank you for that. That stream really means a lot to me. It's a it's like kind of my time to wind down a little bit and also do something different because I also enjoy playing video games and I honestly don't like doing it because I feel like I'm if I'm playing by myself, then it's like it feels like I'm not doing something like I should be doing more. 
mm-hmm. like writing a song or coming up with a theme for a show or, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm wasting my time. But when I spend it with you guys, it's awesome. So thank you for that. On today's episode, by the way, which we haven't said what we're doing. What are we doing? We're going to be doing a review, one single solitary review of Killer Clowns from Outer Space from 1988. A golden year to me in the horror genre. I think there was a lot of films there. Some people will say what their favorite is, but I'm just saying this is one of many. But 88 had a lot of really great films that came out. Mm-hmm. Also, this is our last episode for the Voidtober thing. We're going to be taking a week off next week just to com- decompress. Mm-hmm. I really need a break. I'll be doing YouTube videos, but that's... That's about it. That's my break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do three videos in a week, mm-hmm. which is still a lot of work, but I just, uh, I think it's good for me. I really need a break. It, this took a lot out of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> so... But I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you're going to have a great Halloween tonight, because tonight is the night. Demons and witches and goblins and shit come out, steal your children and toilet roll your house, you know? Throw, throw uh, Snicker bars inside of paper bags and then set them on fire. Well, those aren't Snickers. Those are fresh made Snickers. Ah. You know, that you can make sure you check all your candy for fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> Apples and razor blades. <laughs> and what, what was the Tylenol? That's right. Yeah. Who put Tylenol oh, Well, in? there was a, a thing back in the 80s. I think it was in the 70s or something like that where some motherfucker poisoned fucking uh tylenol he opened a few bottles with his finger or whatever in the store somebody and then like people got it and were taking medicine and and then and it was like this big scare and then people associated it since it was close to halloween they were like oh my god what if they started putting tylenol in the children's candy oh i see so oh, it had it- nothing to do with it but they thought oh well what you know is that why all the pill bottles have like it takes like five things to open them? I don't know. Now yeah. and just like they when still, they used to lick the top of the ice creams. Maybe there was just cotton before, but yeah, maybe that's why they have the like millions of wrappers. This is back way back, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just funny how that kind of stuff like scares people. I I would still, as a parent, check all of my kids' candy. Don't get me wrong. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, just go have fun, go wild, go on down to the crack shack and wait, see. Did, wait, wait, did your parents check your candy when you were a kid? I think we did. Uh, we just, like, made sure that everything was not open. They they, that's what my parents told me. They are like, if anything's open, don't eat it. My parents didn't. And I remember we, but they did get sketchy because somebody would give out the little boxes of raisins. And they're like, I don't think <laughs> that's a good idea I remember to everybody, those. we used to get the raisins, too. Yeah. Or the little little not uh, raisinets like I know legit, what you're talking about. Yes, raisins like the sun made right raisins. They, they don't do that shit anymore. No, it's pointless. Yeah, they we got that, and we also got the milk dud ones, the little boxes mm-hmm. of milk duds. Mm-hmm. You remember those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite thing when you were a kid? Like to get Skittles, nerds, Skittles. I love nerds. I like Skittles, nerds, and Reese's Pieces cups. Mm-hmm. Those two. Mm-hmm. Especially if there was like a needle size hole in it. I was like all about <laughs> it. Like I was like, dude, I'm going to get I'm going to be up. up all night. We were talking about it. We were watching uh, the Next Door app, guys. And we're not making fun of anybody that gets worried about checking their kids' candy. I mean, obviously. Every area is different. And- no, it's not. No, I'm just. Let me explain. <laughs> I don't mind if anybody checks their kids' candy. I'm saying that it's ridiculous that people associate things with other things that have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no proof that there's going to be fentanyl in any kid's candy. But because because these drug dealers decided to change the color of the fentanyl, the street fentanyl mm-hmm. of the pills so that they could identify it mm-hmm. in a certain way, then all of a sudden, like, yeah, everybody's like, oh, my God, it looks like candy. Here we go. Halloween. And then it's just it's, mm-hmm. it's association by color. And right. you know what I mean? Dang. Which is kind of ridiculous. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, one of our next door neighbor app. Uh, you, you guys ever heard of next door? 
<laughs> yeah. It's just a treat, man. If you hate homeless people, this is the best place to be because <laughs> those people, they uh, dehumanize them in points of, uh, you know, like they're like, yeah, uh, they were at the park. And then they're com- after they clear them out of the park and they have nowhere to go. <laughs> why are they in my neighborhood? Yeah. Why are they <laughs> sleeping in my neighbor's yard? <laughs> because you took their fucking home away, you idiot. <laughs> Where are they supposed to go? Sleep in this cloud? <laughs> they send them off to heaven? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I just think it's funny because we had somebody on there and they were like, oh, I got these fentanyl wipes, you know, just to make sure <laughs> that all my kids' candies are. And I'm oh, like, that's the a testers. little. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. They had like a whole bunch of them. Yeah, that's and, a little extreme. Everything went from, dear God, they're trying to kill our children to me going, hey guys, watch out. There might be Lady Bix in your apples out there. <laughs> It showed a, I showed a picture of a lady big uh-huh. stuck through an apple. I was like, if you see one of these, throw it out, guys. <laughs> it's clearly bad. <laughs> and one of the guys, I'm just going to read you. It's funny. This is what we were going back and forth on, guys, <laughs> just so you could see how ridiculous it is. Someone, one of the neighbors said, yeah, man. I'll keep my eyes open. One time I brought home a loaf of French bread and when I cut it open, an AK-47 fell out. (laughs) Someone really needs to stop big bread from peddling this film. (laughs) We were just having fun with it, you know, and people were getting really mad at us because we were trying to make a joke out of it. And it's like, we weren't saying like, you know, like fentanyl's not real, but they were taking it that way. Yeah. Why do you have to get on social, like a neighborhood app and post about it? Well, every, that's, that's what next door's for. It's like, Oh my god, guys! I saw a fucking I saw I saw a light came on in the backyard, and he thought for sure it was a serial killer. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. they, they they really freak out. Here's my response: I said, "I believe you. The world's terrifying. That's why I never leave the house anymore. You can't trust anyone." <laughs> True. Although I ordered a box of fruity pebbles from Amazon Fresh, and I found a brick of cocaine. <laughs> so they're invading our homes now too. <laughs> Sad. Hashtag sad. <laughs> and then he wrote back and he shared that meme, the, the picture meme. And it was like, he said, when will the madness stop <laughs> praying for the kids this Halloween? And it shows like a, like a almond bar uh-huh. opening up. And inside is a little note. And it says, we've been trying to reach you regarding your car's extended warranty. <laughs> And everybody's just like laughing at all of our shit all the way down, you know, in the neighborhood. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> what was the one that uh, we had? Uh, oh, because we, okay, the, we've the told this story before, but I'm just going to tell it to you because it is funny. It is funny. The fireworks. So <laughs> we had, uh, we have a neighborhood that is right next to a reservation and they celebrate a lot of times for, it's like a Mexican, Hispanic, sort of uh, Native American, sort of indigenous cultured uh, area. Community. Yeah, they have a, like a really large community. They do like uh, their own um, like uh, superstores and stuff like that. They have like, it's just a different area. Like it's like a reservation technically. And they can do whatever the fuck they want on it, basically. Right. Which they set off fireworks pretty much anytime somebody Tuesday. has a birthday. Yeah. yeah Tuesday. Like, and, and at first, you know, when we were first living here, it was pretty bad. But then we bought like noise, uh, uh, white noise boxes. Yeah, it's not a big deal. And once you've been here a year or two, you get over it. But you can always tell when someone's moved into the neighborhood that's new because they'll post on the on the next door app. And, and I think it's funny because like, one, yeah, come on. Do you really need to do fireworks, like like an hour-long fireworks session at 5 o'clock in the morning? Right. You really don't need to do that. But, you know, there's no police that are going to regulate it. There's no one you can call to do anything, so you just deal with it. But <laughs> this one lady was like, how dare you people fucking say something about our celebration or something like that? And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, guys... You guys are being really ridiculous. I mean, do you remember? She was like, oh, this is Jesus's day. We're celebrating Jesus, you heathens, or something like that. And I was like, yeah, you remember that shit back in the day when Jesus came out that fucking cave, yo? I was like, motherfuckers threw out fireworks. It was like a football game back when there was no football games. <laughs> he came running out a banner and, and, and ran through the banner and was like, Jesus! <laughs> resurrection! And, and they were like, yeah, resurrection! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
that pissed a lot of people off. So, needless to say, we don't use our real names on the next door app. <laughs> Just in Just case. Just in case. Yeah. Uh, but anyways. But I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys. So we picked, the, obviously, the only movie that we could pick, which is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Space. Space. Wait. Space. Fancy. Yeah, it's very fancy. But anyway, yeah, we did a shot that we came up with. We kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do. Christina was like, reminded me. Cotton candy. Yeah, cotton candy. We're going to do something with cotton candy. I was like, okay, you're totally right. But we changed the name of this around. We were just kind of like cotton candy, cocoon or whatever. But really, this is a poo bear. Because one of my favorite things about killer clowns in outer space, from outer space, is Royal Dano. Which he says, poo bear! Poo bear! I'll tear this place apart with my bare hands! Because they take his dog into the tent he's in this movie for like two seconds <laughs> dude he's a legend and fuck you this man's career went all the way back to 1943 and we are graced with his presence in this fucking movie as well as many other fucking fantastic films that he's been a part of in the 80s oh, okay and before so christina do you want to break down what we got here we have blue raspberry vodka Mm-hmm. And then we have real cotton candy on top. Right. So what you do is you fill up a shot with blue raspberry vodka. Mm-hmm. And then you take a big old hunk of, of uh, cotton, cotton candy. candy. We bought the like prepackaged shit. Right. And then you dunk it in and it should dissolve like instantly. Of course it does. Oh, that's a lot of sugar. I'm not going to put the whole thing. In. I put the whole thing in. Holy shit, dude. Does <laughs> it go bye bye real quick? <laughs> Put the whole thing in. Seriously. No, I don't want to. Mm, that's good. Just dipped in. I'm dipping it like a fucking donut in coffee. Ugh. <laughs> you ready? All right. Cheers. Cheers. To Pooh Bear. Mm. Wow, that's sugary. Ooh. See, I told you. Pooh doggy. Pooh Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. <laughs> So if you would like to try a Pooh Bear, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. My teeth hurt. <laughs> anyway, now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of killer clowns from outer space from 1988. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. did the work on this one so this movie is about a meteorite that lands at a small town at night and it turns out to be a large ship full of crazed killer clowns from outer space thirst bent on turning humans into food and juice and juice juice oh (laughs) i'm doing the wheeze oh stop wheezing the juice that's 90s man yeah so what Anyway, this is a movie that was directed, but there's three brothers in the Kyoto Brothers, but director, it says Stephen Kyoto, who never really did another movie, just a bunch of shorts and uh, TV shows and stuff. But the Kyoto Brothers together, Edward, Stephen, and Charles have worked on multiple movies making creature designs like Critters franchise, the entire one. Oh, wow. Ernest, Scared Stupid, Elf, Team America. Fuck yeah. Alien Abduction, which I think was a found footage movie. And uh, Large Marge, tell him Large Marge sent you <laughs> in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Right. All of the brothers wrote this, of course, and worked on this film pretty much diligently together. It's surprising that they never got another movie off the ground, to be honest. Yeah. Some of the cast in this movie is Grant Kramer, who plays Mike Tobacco. <laughs> Watch, it makes no sense. Uh, started out in the movie New Year's Evil as Derek, by the way. He was also in Father's Day, Raptor. Willie's Wonderland is Jerry Roberts Willis, and he's supposed to return to Return to the Killer Clowns of Outer Space in 3D, but 
Who knows if that's coming? It's supposed to be about after 30 years since the last invasion, the clowns once again try to take over Earth and humans must stop them, which apparently is in development hell, but more on that later in the trivia. We got Suzanne Snyder, who is a legend in the 80s, of course. Debbie, she plays the character Debbie, the girlfriend. She was in Weird Science, Return of the Living Dead 2, Remo Williams, Night of the Creeps, The Night Before with Keanu Reeves, and Malevolence. So she's been in quite a few very popular films that I like, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember that The Night Before with Keanu Reeves movie that I was mentioned? I recently saw it on... Amazon, they had uh-huh. it up for a prime. Which one was that? Dude, it's like a weird love movie where Keanu Reeves like takes his girlfriend on a date in the middle of downtown and like <laughs> and, like crime riddled, you know, downtown and they're like these suburbanites, you know? Mm-hmm. And like they get split up and then he has to go find her. She gets taken by some drug dealer or something like that. Or she gets trafficked. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, exactly. Okay. She, but in a comic, comical way, you know, they they chain her to a bed, and then Keanu has to go save her. Hilarious, but, dude! Crazy fucking movie. I watched it from start to finish, and I was just like blown away watching Keanu back then. You know uh-huh. how young he was, right? And like how how. <laughs> And when he used to do like serious, serious movies. Right. Well, and there's a lot of like sort of like, you know, backhanded racism and stuff in that movie. Oof. Not really. Like, it's not like direct. It's more like right. white people being scared of, of the city. Oh, okay. Oh <laughs> Which my God. is kind of bad, you know what I mean? Right. In itself. But we also got John Allen Nelson, who plays Dave. Uh, he's Deathstalker and and the Warriors from Hell. He did Baywatch TV series. Sheena, you remember Sheena mm-hmm. TV series? He did and the and the Twenty Four series as well. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot more since then. But we also have John Vernon who plays Mooney. He obviously was very popular in the movie Animal House, mm-hmm. uh, National Lampoon's Animal House. By the way, uh, he was in Airplane Two, Dirty Harry. He started his career in nineteen eighty in the nineteen eighty four movie, which is pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually played Tony Stark. This is a fun fact. In 1966's Marvel animated series, they used to do every type of character, including Captain America, mm-hmm. Iron Man, like all these little side characters on Marvel, too. Mm-hmm. But he was always Tony Stark. But he did a lot of voice acting because his voice is so deep and rich. Oh, okay. Um, but he was also in Blue Monkey, which we just recently re- oh. uh did watched, a review yeah. on he's the 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 hospital uh director that wouldn't let anybody leave remember oh, okay yeah uh he was also in deadly stranger he died february 1st 2005 at the age of 72 mm-hmm. we also have michael s siegel who plays rich terenzi one of the terenzi brothers with the ice cream truck he is a voice actor for horizon zero dawn he does the voice of raven he also was in the Santa Barbara TV series back in 1989, and he's going to be in the big in this uh, TV show called The Power, which is in post production right now, and Briganita pre production. That's uh, they're kind of working on it as well right now. But both he and his brother Peter Lacasse were also in Cheeseball Presents, Santa Barbara TV series, and that's pretty much it for Peter. Mm-hmm. Royal Dano, who I mentioned, and why he's such a legend. He plays Farmer Green, which he was in the movie. His last movie was The Dark Half. He was in Twin Peaks, the TV series, Spaced Invaders, Ghoulies 2, House 2 as, as Gramps, The Right Stuff, Outlaw of Josie Wales, Something Wicked This Way Comes, Gunsmoke oh. TV series. His career, like I said, back all the way to 1943, and he died in May 15th of 1994 at the age of 71. Mm-hmm. He was 71. That's crazy. The Killer Clowns was 1988, and he played an old man in that. Hmm. And that was, you know, six years before he passed away. Yeah. That's crazy. Thinking about that. Anyway, um, obviously, we have the Dickies that do the famous song, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, who notoriously knew nothing about the movie other than there was clowns in it. Oh, really? And had to make the song up on the spot. And they, well, they, wow. they did it, and it's pretty much the the selling point of the movie almost right it's like one half of it you know right the nostalgia anyway but they had a budget of about 1.8 million dollars and it made supposedly now this is the weird thing it's really confusing i've heard they've made between two and four million dollars 
mm-hmm. at the box office. But if you go to the wiki and you check, and I, I did some deep digging for this. It says it made $43 million worldwide. Wow. So I think that there either is a number or uh, something off. Well, is that from, is that to present day? Well, well I don't know, but with box, it says it's under box office. So I can't imagine that they're, I mean, maybe they're they're including every box office that it's ever replayed at in a theater. So yeah, this is replayed for sure. Right. But I mean, I can't imagine it being $43 million worth of replayed. It, 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 there's some additional monies there. It's confusing. I'm not 100% sure, but I've heard other people say that it didn't do well at the box office. Mm-hmm. And that's why we never saw anything else again from it. But... Over the years, this movie has been very popular and has grown a cult status mm-hmm. and has become sort of an iconic film and just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. which some of these movies do. And I'm proud to say that it is one of those movies. But to give you an idea how much budget they had, $1.8 million back in 19, let's say 87, was $4.7 million compared to today. Mm-hmm. And that's important because in the trivia, I got some extra stuff that they were trying to do with the movie, and I'll tell you how much they were trying to give them in nowadays dollars for yeah. their for uh, their more recent stuff, and they wouldn't budge on it because of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so technically they've made millions of dollars off of this movie, and it's just been a cash cow for them, mm-hmm. you know, ever since. But, Christina... Oh yes, hello. What are your thoughts on this movie and how how when was the last time you saw it if you saw it at all? I haven't like sat down and watched this thing all the way through in like a long time. Really? Long time. Yeah, I do remember watching this movie as a kid. Okay. I do remember seeing it as a kid and this really is a fa- this I think this is a really family friendly movie cuz there's no nudity, right? Well, there's, there's a couple like suggestive moments yeah but i mean it's nothing i guess serious there's no gore you know right and all the likable well there is a little gore a little bit but not like head removal oh yeah but which is obviously fake but i'm just saying you know but anyway this is a classic um of course the main thing that stands out overall about this movie is the, the the effects the sure. physical effects, the way the clowns move, the way their eyes move, and how creepy they are, even the sets, and how intricately detailed those sets are. Right. We talked about that. Yeah, and even the small town, like, you know, everything was very fitting. The acting was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, of course, they had the trope, like, nobody believes them. They have to prove themselves, you know. Right. Of course, because it's just a crazy story. And then, of course, the trope of the the comet falling out of the sky, you know. There's a reason. There's a reason. Really? Yeah, I'll explain it in the trivia. Because that's usually a trope. Most people know there's a movie that it is inspired from. Right. But I won't say what it is. Okay. I won't say. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's, you know, um, most of the main likable characters, they don't die. Kind of spoiler, but not really. You know, it's it's a good movie. It's a good Halloween movie. Oh, dude, yeah. I I would like to see this in the theater. I should do. We should do that sometime. I uh, think it's actually playing next month. All uh, the cult classics. There is a lot of stuff going on right now with Killer Clowns. Yeah, and there's a game coming out, and then like every single like horror merch place has official light license gear. Even Spirit Halloween has the props and the masks and all that. I've got stuff. trivia. But anyway, okay. <laughs> So I'll give it an eight out of ten because it's just okay a must every I, Halloween. I I reviewed this on the podcast years ago, like back when we first started this, and I'll be honest, like I don't think I really was in the mood for it at the time when I watched it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this time I was really excited to see it. Um, I did pass out in it once because like my narcolepsy is just too hard to handle. Too hard to handle now. <laughs> Load the shotgun. <laughs> anyway so uh yeah i did have to rewatch some of it again but i really enjoyed it like i really 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 enjoyed it like it's one of those movies that if it's on in the background i'm probably gonna sit down and just watch it mm-hmm. and i think that the, the last time i watched it i wasn't as into it as much as i was this time mm-hmm. like it just felt like the right halloween time movie there's a lot about it that i really like subconsciously and now consciously because i know where the idea stems from and the uh interest of it 
There's a lot of things in the movie that are following another movie. I'll just say it. Fuck it. The Blob. Oh, the, yeah. The original yeah. movie, The Blob. Oh, that's right. Okay. There's a lot of things that just, it parrots in the same thing, you know? Right. They even go to a diner in that one in, in the movie, like the clowns go to. Mm-hmm. But it's not like they're held up in the in the diner or anything like The Blob or anything like that. But mm-hmm. just some nods, a lot of, lot of nods. You know, the Kyoto Brothers were very into the 50s creatures and, and monster movies and stuff like that, so... But yeah, this is a classic. This is a classic film that I think is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the more and more I see like stuff about it, like I'm really, I know that there's a lot of asymmetrical horror games out there and they're doing the new video game one. Um, but I think that it looks really good. Mm-hmm. And, and and it makes me happy because it's such a fucking quirky idea that somebody was like, you know what? We're going to put some real money into it. And every now and then Hollywood will just throw good money at a really schlocky fucked up idea Mm -hmm. and it's always a fucking memorable experience it becomes a cult classic film instantly right and i just i can understand like you know if you're gonna be throwing money at it for a sequel or something like that it better have a lot of money Mm -hmm. because you can't cheese it no every time they cheese it and they try to cut back on the fucking budget and everything like that it's just not worth doing it so the kyoto brothers are totally right in holding back on it i'll explain more on that later but yeah mm-hmm. you can't skimp on this kind of movie it's either balls to the wall absurdity or nothing at all right and that's what this movie is like the fact that they got this idea off the ground they had enough investors to put enough money into it and even then they still needed more money and the only reason that they were able to do it is because they also had uh, skills mm-hmm. to be able to do stuff and makeup effects and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it saved them a ton of fucking money mm-hmm. that would have cost them like a lot of the budget. But, you know, materials still cost stuff. They were still able to kind of spend it out and make these really elaborate sets. I mean, they were using goddamn coasters, plastic coasters. <laughs> As buttons on the elevators, guys. Yeah, it's obvious. Like, and and then like cutting balls in half, foam balls in half as buttons as well. And it's just, you know, that's the way you got to think outside the box when it comes to making these movies. It's like you can sell a movie by making it, making people bend to the will of the movie and to what the tone of the film is. Mm-hmm. The clowns look ridiculous. They don't look real at all, and but they look more realistic than people give them credit, I think. But I'm just saying they look cartoonish. And a lot of the jokes that are in this movie are very cartoonish, mm-hmm. like that come from that era of like Tiny Tunes or not Tiny Tunes, just the, the, the tunes. Right. You know, like uh, like uh, Roger Rabbit. What the fuck am I thinking? Tiny Tunes, Animaniacs? Bugs Bunny or, you know, like the whole fucking Warner Brothers cast. Uh-huh. Like it feels like, like, you know, they jump in and out of scenes sometimes. Like it's like some joke. You know, and there's a lot of like gimmicks that are just very much like a cartoon would be as well as the time that they're going for. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, you know, it's really unique. It's very different. I would love to see more money put into a sequel and just like do it upright. Mm -hmm. There is a short film that is out that I saw that they were doing it for the for the uh, the Hollywood uh, Universal lot for this year's uh, Halloween thing. Yeah. Halloween nights. Because they have Halloween nights and they do the, they're doing the Hollywood one with the clowns this year. Oh, okay. You know. Which makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and it, dude, the trailer, this this short looks like it could be the film and it's very promising. Uh Uh-huh. Like, if you watch this, I will include a link in our notes of our episode here, guys, for you guys, so that you can see it for yourself, but it looks really fucking good. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I could see this, mm-hmm. like the way that it was shot. I was like, OK, this actually works. Like, it didn't just feel like a straight to video type thing. It felt like a like like an actual effort. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and that's what this needs. It needs a real effort, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like how um, this is the end. You remember that movie, the comic comedy movie? Oh, where, yeah. Where the where end, they had the, the bar hopping. Super schlocky, but they had a ton of money to go go buck wild on it. Right. And, and they did. And they did. And it kind of works out. And it kind of, it makes, even though it's a stupid movie, mm-hmm. it works. It's become cult classic now. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe not for everybody, but for those that matters. <laughs> and this is the killer clowns for you in a nutshell, is that it is a very cult film. You either love it or you hate it. And if you hate it, 
there's probably something dead inside of you and you should probably have a toilet break. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I, I'm sure younger kids probably don't appreciate it as much, but it's still just so bananas that there's very many, very few films that are like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can think of like, you know, they do these like sort of like indie budget scale um, silly movies like what? What were we talking about and comparing it to? Velocipaster. Oh yeah, just, that's right. Just the... Weird, weird movies in general that just kind of go bananas with the whole fucking concept. But mm-hmm. these guys had like animatronics, yeah, <laughs> and like rigs like on the good side ones. of yeah, like like legit professional like big time yeah rigs on the side of cars yeah that stuff that's like dangerous yeah. you know what I mean like that they had to spend really good money to do so. Anyway, I'll stop yapping about it. Yeah, there's not a lot of gore. Yes, it's still funny. Yes, it's probably one of the more creative things I've seen, you know, in a movie that yeah. just that just really owns it. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to be absurd, own that shit. Mm-hmm. And if you own it, then people will like it because you actually put the time and effort into it rather than just throwing out a turd and then going, hey, it's called this and it's silly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I would love to see a sequel. I'm it's I'm amped up now watching this. I would love to play the game. I would say this is probably like an eight or a nine. It, yeah, it, it just, eight, you just yeah. don't know because you see I've seen it so many times that it's never going to go away. But but you keep watching it. That's the main thing. Right. Is it's it's definitely a rewatchable it. film always. Yeah. And when you're in the store and you see the merchandise, you know exactly what it's from and why and you need to own it. Right. The soundtrack as well, I should have mentioned, too. Oh, yeah, that, too. The so music not just the good. Dickies, but the, like, actual ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 And, it, like, it's, like, circusy type of music, too, which Very is good. really cool and creepy. The, the Dickies, like, nailed it accidentally, which is just crazy to me. But, mm-hmm. yeah, everything about it just works. And it, it just has this vibe about it that I think many independent films would die to have. But, you know, this isn't exactly an independent film but back in the day. It's more independent than the big budget movies Mm -hmm. but still you know five million dollars isn't that cheap right you know so today in order to do the movie that they would need to do they would need at least five to eight million Mm dollars to make this movie right and that's why they're gonna hold them back so but we do have a little bit of trivia here and it's gonna be interesting i know this episode is gonna be a little shorter but we packed it with some stuff to just kind of make it a little bit closer to an hour guys so that you guys have your full fill for the lunch break or whatever that you're gonna be doing this uh you know listening to this episode of but yeah if you don't want anything spoiled you give it an eight i give it an eight so it's about an eight or a nine between the two of us so Exactly. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. Where can they see it, Christina? Oh, that's right. It's on Showtime. TMC. What's TMC? No, Turner Movie Classics. Oh. Oh, Paramount Plus. It's on Paramount Plus now? Yes. So if you want to check it out before, you know, for tonight or something like that, check it out. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. A lot of this movie's aesthetics, like I would mention, was... They have a a real big passion for childhood movies in like the 50s. You know, obviously the blob was a big, big part of that, which makes perfect sense since they both start off with about the same thing, which is a meteorite crashes to Earth. Mm -hmm. An old farmer goes or somebody goes over to touch, you know, check Check it it out. out. Um, They even kind of did that in Creepshow where Stephen King plays the the guy who gets he touches the meteorite and then it gets moss all over him, remember? Oh, that's right. That's kind of part of the same blob thing right there, blob family. Mm-hmm. Um, they even do in Creepshow, too. They have the blob in the water. Remember that oil slick thing that they did? Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was like one of the best shorts of the part, too, mm-hmm. on a smaller budget. I think they had a smaller budget for the second one. Nobody believes the kids either, just like they did with Steve McQueen and everybody. They go to the police mm-hmm. station and nobody believes them and they try to lock them up. And mm-hmm. it's this whole ordeal, except for the one guy. And then so they they really kind of t- wove that into this this story really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny thing is, is that this movie came out in 1988. Do you know what other movie came out in 1988? What? The remake of The Blob. Oh, that's right. Which is probably one of the greatest special remakes. effects movies and remakes ever made, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that movie. That is one of my fan, one of my favorite. One of your 10 getting to know Alex yeah, movies. Yeah, like this, that's like a 10. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like a nine or a 10. No, mm-hmm. no way about it. You know, like mm-hmm. I would probably just say 10 because I just love it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's everything about it. Right. Um, 
that's probably the only thing that would make Killer Clowns just a little bit more for me would be just the gore. But I think that would be depriving children of the same greatness that we got mm-hmm. when we grew up with Killer Clowns because it was it's always a little disturbing with Killer Clowns, right? Like it's not exactly like scary, but they're not exactly yeah they are this creepy. Is creepy. Their smiles, mm-hmm. their mm, it just yeah. doesn't look right. Plus, we have people who have chlorophobia, so who just can't handle even like seeing a clown on the screen. Hilarious. <laughs> I mean, which hey man, you know, I'd mentioned they saved a lot of money doing the effects themselves. Do you want to know what the most expensive prop in the entire movie yes, was? Yes, I do. What is that? Including any of the sets or anything. It's the most expensive prop. It's probably the smallest. Just take a guess. Take a wild guess the at any of the things that you saw in the car, movie. Car. The clown car. No. What? The popcorn gun. Really? Yeah. Huh. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I don't know if it's because they actually had popcorn shoot out of it or they had to figure out. They had to like make, they had to logistics engineer a fucking, yeah, they probably had to engineer it. I think that's why. Uh, That's how serious they are about their absurdity. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I love them for that. Right. They're, you guys are fucking genius. I love you for that. (laughs) Not, you know, it's like, it's like you have a vision. It's, you don't bend on it. You convince people to do it. And I feel like no movies get made like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no, it's very, it's very rare. It's true. It's like James, you have to be James Wan level fucking just in order to, to do Think malignant, about, you know? Yeah. John Masari returned uh, the music master tapes to the studio and people in the accounting and the legal department completely dismissed this movie as being a complete failure that will die a quick death. And Masari responded, well, you don't get it. There are people that will love this movie. And he got real pissed about it. Uh-huh. He was right. He is right. A lot of people will sit there and they'll put down a movie, like, and then years later... Yeah, they'll the, be eating their words. Yeah, they do. I mean, this is one that... It wasn't... A, I wouldn't say it's a failure. Right. At the time, even. Right. Same thing with The the Thing. It wasn't like a like a outspoken success. It just took some time. It just, yeah, it just took some time to percolate in people and it's unforgettable. That's the thing that right. you always want your film to be unforgettable. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you are a fan of the Kyoto Brothers, then you probably know the movie Ernest Scared Stupid. Mm-hmm. You remember that movie? I do. So, in the movie, he battles one troll and it turns out that he has to fight like all of the trolls. You think it's one. And then it turns into a whole gaggle of trolls. Was one of the trolls a clown? All of the trolls were clowns. Oh, my God, really? Because they used the same molds and then changed Uh. the molds a little bit to make them look more trollish. But they all have the same faces as all of the clowns in the fucking... That's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. So you have to do what you got to do. But yeah. It's only slightly changed. They make them more pimply, more like, you know, mm-hmm. they painted their faces brown because they're supposed to be living in this tree, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to get that movie, by the way, because I haven't seen it in forever. Maybe we'll watch it tonight or something like that. I, I don't know. Or That'd tomorrow. Because I got to stream tonight. Yep. Also, Michael S. Siegel and Peter Lacasse, the Terenzi brothers in this movie, were actually an established comedy duo prior to the movie. They had other performances and like a comical ballet together in Cheeseball Presents, which I mentioned, Mm -hmm. which came out in 1984. The scene where the the clown car rams a car off the road and kills the driver was originally intended to be an opening prologue Mm -hmm. to the film. So like, because it's so far out. Did you notice like... I don't remember. The the car, they're driving out in the middle of nowhere. They're nowhere near the city where everything else is happening. But that car gets like where he has the the rig on the side. Mm -hmm. The driver was to be a character, um, Joe Lombardo, for this prologue where there was also a scene where they shot Joe and his date are kissing on a deserted dark road. And after his date rejects him, he angrily drives off alone only to meet his demise with the clown. Oh, so that's why that's in there. However, when it was decided to have an opening credit sequence be first, the kissing rejection scene ended up on the cutting room floor and the car crash scene was placed at a later point in the film with the driver not being Joe Lombardo. He ended up being the name of a dead person that Mike and Debbie discover wrapped up in a cotton candy cocoon in the final version. That's right. Okay. 
Now, the next bit of trivia that I have is only going to be about the um, sequel and why, kind of like the steps in which it's it's kind of happened and like how it's been talked over the years and how it's not worked out. So I'm going to get a little into detail about that. And then we'll just bring up a couple of our favorite scenes and wrap this bitch up so you guys can get out there and trick or treat. Okay. <laughs> First of all, the sequel, there was a, a dread network named Development Hell. It's a it's a podcast. And uh, of Grant Kramer, who plays Mike Tobacco or -hmm. Tobacco Mike, whatever you want to call him. He was in 2012. He was like having an interview with somebody and they were detailing some ideas on the sequel. And and he had said that one of the many sequels, because there was going to be multiple sequels after this, that would follow each of the surviving characters of the film. So there's be the Mike, the girl, the Terenzi brothers, and he maybe even the cop mm-hmm. or maybe the cop because like the girl wasn't in it for some reason oh. in the first one they were going to do, which was going to be Mike. Oh, okay. And it was just going to follow him. He's like a drunk now and he's kind of like, you know, nobody believes him still. They think he's just the crazy guy because he, he saw clowns and mm-hmm. everybody kind of makes fun of him and it's in the future and there's a whole new group of kids. Uh-huh. That kind of been that that idea has been carried since 2012 or later, mm-hmm. e- even more so. There was an idea because they had a TV series that they were going to do. I don't know if you remember hearing about this. I think I remember hearing about it. Yeah, Sci-Fi, the Sci-Fi Channel was going to be doing Critters and this mm-hmm. as a TV series. He ended up doing Critters Attacks, and we know how that kind of went with the TV series. It was like canceled. I think they aired it on Shudder, didn't they, or something yeah, like that? Because like Sci-Fi didn't want to put it on their, or they did put it on their channel, but they let everybody watch it, right, on Shudder. Shudder, yeah. But yeah, it didn't go really well, um, and I think that because of that, they were like, "Nah, I'm not going to do it." But word on the street is, and this is in 2018, by the way, when that happened, five years ago. Yeah, it was back when we got that Critters TV show. But I think that because it bombed, you know, the the Stephen Kyoto in 2020 did mention about it. Mm-hmm. He said that sci-fi wanted to give them $2 million to make a, a, a TV series. Mm-hmm. Like what? That's a lot. No, it's not. $2 million? Oh, I thought you said $20 million. $2 million. Okay. Yeah, $2 million. Yeah. For a series, yeah, no sign. No, it's not enough. Not for this. We just talked about how much money they would need at least. Mm-hmm. At least $8 million just to do a movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Which Steven said no, especially since the quality of Critters Attacks was not so great. They did make that short film, though, that I showed you for the Halloween Nights, Horror Nights. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I will post the link down below. Please check that out. Just came out this year about a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in 2021, you know, obviously we have Spirit Halloween dedicated a section of its seasonal stores to merchandise. This is last year and even more so this year. Yeah, more this year. They they have costumes, statues, props, doormats, signage, life-size animatronic characters, which I think uh, Jason has one of the, the short clown. Oh, yeah. The one that's like, put up your dukes, put up your dukes, <laughs> um, which I would love to get, but yeah. Where are we going to put it? I don't know. I would put it in the corner right there or like right here just so that people could see it in the, because I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Chucky and that are probably my favorite, two physical things that I would love to have. Mm-hmm. In August of 2022, it was announced that an asymmetrical multiplayer game based on the film be developed by TerraVision Games, published by Good Shepherd Entertainment, and it's going to be released next year. So we're going to get it on Microsoft, the win- on Windows, PlayStation 5, and the Xbox, and all those other places. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to play that soon. I think I'm on part of the beta testing program. But I don't know if they're going to let me talk about it. So not until there's like a embargo lifted on it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that's a lot of stuff that's drumming up. You got Hollywood Horror Nights, the game, the the merchandise. I mean, obviously, it's not going away until it happens. Yeah, that's the thing I'm thinking is like, just make it happen. Just make sure that people fucking do it. If you guys need I guarantee you they could get four or five million dollars easily if they wanted to fucking run a Kickstarter for it. Yeah. Easily. Right. Easily. Put some put some fucking like gear in there that would be like Kyoto Brothers, like like specific Mm -hmm. stuff, like random stuff instantly, dude. It would sell out instantly. You know what I mean? Like put your name in the credits, put your, you know, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you they could get four or five million dollars 
Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. They would have to run the campaign like early September, like September-ish into October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to because that's spooky season. Right. And I think it would just hit right then and there. And mm-hmm. I think I think people, if you did it at, right at the end of September into October, people would be like, oh, my God. Yeah, we need to do this. We need to do this. But maybe there's a plan already. And that's why all this stuff is coming out, because a lot of studios, when they're doing stuff, they promote other places to kind of hype it up. Yeah, hype it up. And that's what it feels or like even right now. People like, what is this? It's like, I've never heard of this. So I don't know what the Kyoto brothers are up to, but if you guys want to come talk, let uh, <laughs> let our little uh, group of people that listen to our show and us know. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to have them on. I, I bet you I could get them on, actually. You probably could. Yeah. I would love to. You're smooth talking. I am not a smooth talker. I just ask. It's yeah. not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll suck your dick. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'll suck your clown dick. Uh, no. But yeah, I would really love to see a sequel. I think a lot of people would at this point in time. I'm re- I don't know. It's so weird. Like Watching it this time again just really kind of boosted my interest in it. And I'm so sad that I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't, didn't do it justice last time. Mm -hmm. That happens though, right? Right. You can watch a movie that you love in a wrong moment and it not hit you the same. Mm -hmm. It's like an, like it could be like a point lower Mm -hmm. than what you were thinking just because you're just, it didn't hit. Right. Maybe there's something going on in your life. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're just not in the mood for that at that moment. This was the right moment. And I think Mm Halloween is going to be one of those times that we need to watch that shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like we haven't really been able to watch anything that we want other than what we've been mm-hmm. subscribed to do for this month, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we realize we're not even going to be able to celebrate Halloween together this year. So no. I'm probably just going to go live on the stream for mm-hmm. Halloween night. Yeah. So, and she's not even going to be here. I'm not. I'm going to be all by myself. Don't, be, don't spread the guilt on me. Jesus, not... <laughs> My doing. You fucked it up, Kristen. You killed Halloween. I didn't fuck anything up. I would just love to sit with people and watch fucking horror movies. Like people who, you know, I don't know, just have some people over, have some drinks, watch some thing, you know, watch me pass out on the couch multiple times while we're watching these movies. Mm-hmm. It would have to be stuff that I have already seen because I would feel bad if I passed out. Mm-hmm. I'd have to junk up on some caffeine or some cocaine or something. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, so let's talk about a couple of our scenes, our favorite scenes. Like, just pick two of your favorite scenes. Okay, no problem. And I'll try not to do one, and then I'll do one. Okay, one of my favorite scenes was when Mike and Deb were, when they first got to the circus tent, and they were, like, running around, like, what the fuck's going on? And I like that, the innocence of it, because they go into the tent thinking it's a circus, you know? And then... uh. Then they start, they see the cotton candy like balls and she's like, nobody stores cotton candy like this, <laughs> which I thought was, which was funny. Mike, nobody stores cotton candy like this. <laughs> yeah. Like no shit. And then I think it's, he put his hand on the cotton candy and a, a piece came off and you see the one guy's face when he pulls the cotton candy. Away, right. Which I thought was hilarious. And then, and then the the clowns show up right and that's when you get to see them shoot the popcorn yeah the popcorn gun yeah which was which was great and then i loved when they ran out of the tent they got out of the tent and then the clowns they did the animal balloons oh to yeah search to, as like a search so just dog. really creative yeah. ideas like i mean it doesn't have to make sense yeah it, but it's funny but it, they made but it, it work it makes sense because that's what you think of with the clowns, clowns, right? And it's just fucking this hilarious. Is super creative, man. Like that is like a whole world that they. I feel like they crafted an entire mythos. Yeah, kind of like you know, like Lovecraft did with the Cthulhu mm-hmm. mythos and the whole. They just they took the elements of the circus in general, right? And, and they put it into scare the scary creepiness of the clowns. Three heads are better than one, I guess. Huh? I guess. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes is always going to be the put up your Duke situation. Oh, yeah. I love that because it's been in other movies. Like there is a I I can't remember what it was, but there was another movie that did something very similar to that. And Mm -hmm. I always think of that and like the uh, Friday the 13th part eight. Mm -hmm. Jason takes Manhattan where they were the the head thing and it's in the city. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the shorter clown comes up. 
he's riding his tricycle over to the bikers, these like legit bikers. At night, he's like, Big Bad JoJo coming into town. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the bigger bikers comes out and asks if he can, Ooh, can I ride your bike? <laughs> and he's like, Mm-mm. And he's like, Can I beep the horn? And he's like, Mm hmm. <laughs> and he's like, oh boy. And then he picks up the bike and, and fucking slams it on the ground, stomps on it a few times until it beeps. <laughs> and then the clown's like, <laughs> and then it jumps mm-hmm. like a cartoon character would out of the yeah, frame and then jumps up. back with its like gloves on. That's why I say the cartoon thing. Mm-hmm. Put up your dukes, put up your dukes, put up your dukes, put up your dukes. Cute. It is fucking awesome. I just love that scene. And then he, he's like, he's like, what are you going to do? Knock my block off. And it's like, <laughs> bam, knocks his head into a trash can and everybody fucking scatters. What else do you have? Oh, and then my really, really, fa- my really, really, I really, really like the scene when the clown goes into the police station with the jerk cop. Yeah. And he, he, he shook, uh, the cop was sitting there and he was getting all these calls saying there was clowns and he was like, nobody's gonna mess with me. They're not gonna get me, you know, blah, blah, blah. So no, then, sir. No one's taking down Edward Mooney. Not gonna make a dummy out of me, exactly. he even says earlier. Exactly. And then the clown walks in and shows him flowers and then sprays him, right? <laughs> so then he goes ahead and he handcuffs him, but his hands fall off <laughs> but it's okay because uh he they go back to the holding cell he still goes he punched he hits the thing in the back of the head yeah yeah well wait hold on so they go to the holding cells and those other two guys are in there the punk kids yeah yeah that were that drinking were wine in, in the cemetery yeah ex- exactly and uh the the cop says put your hands up and he puts his hands up and there's no he doesn't have hands because you know he already like got rid of him from the the handcuffs so yeah the clown goes in the cell and then the cop hits him really hard in the back of the head and his head spins around like uh-huh. fucking exorcist style mm-hmm. and that's when he uses the blow whistle what do they call it? the uh toy whistle where you like it comes out like a tongue like a snake oh yeah to hit him to like hit the cop's face right and then uh it's like an arm the par- yeah it's those party like birthday party yeah the party whistles things. the party blowers party blowers that's what they're called um and, <laughs> and then he knocks out the guy and then the clown turns around and looks at those two other kids and the kids are like uh what are you in for <laughs> that was like <laughs> see and i thought that was so funny dude when the fucking party blower gets blown mm-hmm. they did such a great edit where mm-hmm. it comes out and as soon as it comes out you see the arm yeah, it goes it's behind like his neck. S- someone's wearing a, a long arm glove that has like the stripe on it. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's the tongue and the hand is the like the mm-hmm. end of the tongue and it chokes Mooney mm-hmm. and pulls him to the bars and knocks him out. Mm-hmm. Such a cool, another a creative addition. Effects, yeah. Like they could have literally just had some fist punch somebody or something like that. No, but or- they, they had to show it as the hand so you could tell it was a hand and it, it reached behind his neck. It didn't just grab his neck. It went like the the hand went back around the neck. Okay. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and then pushed him into the cell to knock him out. Yeah, that was a good one. There's yeah. so many scenes that it's hard to pick. Hmm. Okay, the shadow puppet one. I love the oh, shadow yeah. puppet one. Like Yeah, uh, that's cool. It's just different, you know? Like, you know, it's like that's the cartoon thing, right? Mm-hmm. The cartoon thing's done stuff like that where the shadow puppet's actually real. Right. Um, but yeah, they do the shadow puppets on the wall for the people waiting on the bus. And the more they, the, the clown makes it elaborate because they're making like, there's a couple of people who are like, Oh, come on. You could do better than a bunny. And then he like does, <laughs> there's like an old man sitting there and, uh, they do like the, the U S like that, that scene where the, everybody's on the boat oh, on the ship yeah. on the ship. And they're like, you know, blowing their horns and using their eye telescopes and stuff. <laughs> and then he's like, the old man's at the bus stops, like salutes the fucking <laughs> the ship, <laughs> the shadow ship. I, I love that. They bothered to put that in there. I think that's so great. That's so the old guys back then that were like that. though. Yeah. Oh, that's a, yeah. oh that's, well, we need to salute yeah. that. Those, yeah. those my boys right there. <laughs> World war two, you know, I think that's what it was. From yeah, actually. it really, it really, or was, was it from the the Civil War? 
What? No, that's too far. Or, the, or maybe it was when, because it was on a boat. Why would they be on a boat? No, that was World War Two. Okay, I don't I know. I should know. My grandfather w- was on D-Day and he, he I just don't remember what the scene is from, that the shadow puppet that did, they did for all the people on the boat. Oh, I, I was thinking it was That's what I'm War talking II. about. Yeah. I don't know if that's like Civil War, because I remember them wearing the old colonial hats. Wasn't that the American Revolution? My Ben, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think it was that. But anyway. It doesn't matter. Regardless, anyway. he salutes it. I thought that was awesome. Then it turns into a T-Rex, and then he... The, the shadow swallows all of them and his and they're little tiny people in his little fucking hand and his big hands and he puts them in his popcorn bin. Yeah. And then and you never see him again. Yeah. They're popcorn. Yeah. Pretty much. And no, I don't think it was. They're, they're, I thought they turned him into popcorn. That's I thought he I thought. just turned him into into uh just little people inside their little bag. I don't know. I don't little know. puppet people. Like but the, it, it's funny you mentioned like the cartoon thing because I think the ending was like where it was like the final clown, you know? Oh, you're talking about Clownzilla? Yeah, Clownzilla. Like that was all really like tiny tunes. Like, you, you know, they were supposed to do that as an animated um, like claymation style. I'm glad they didn't because it worked with the shots right. they were using. I mean, you could tell like it they, they were zoomed out. saved them time and money because... The film that they were using was like eight eight shots per second. Mm-hmm. It's not like done to do stop motion. Mm-hmm. So they had to have Stephen Kyoto. I think it was Stephen. Stephen or well, I mean, like Charles Kyoto mm-hmm. actually played the part of the deadly clownzilla, and they slowed it down too to make it look like you know perspective wise, they would always shoot over his shoulder, mm-hmm. and so that you would see the person out of the. You know, frame. It was like a technique they did back in the day mm-hmm. that they would have someone all the way down, like thousands of feet down. So it looked like they're right. They're little tiny people, mm-hmm. but they're really not. It's just a, a perspective shot. Which is great. Right. And if it. you look at their earlier works, like the Kyoto Brothers earlier works, like their kids films and stuff, mm-hmm. you'll see. Oh, they did shots like where that. they did shots like that. And they, mm-hmm. you know, they used to do that in the 50s a lot. That was a technique that they did to try to show. You know, mm-hmm. the monsters attacking or like the claymation figures like, you know, so. But yeah, I thought it was cool. I love the fact that they pop their noses, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and such a unique, unique and, thing, yeah. you know, like that you don't see. Like, mm-hmm. how do you kill these things? Well, you pop their noses, of course. Right. <laughs> like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, There was also that there's a bunch of different scenes, but some of my favorite lines in it. I will just say, because I wrote them down, nobody stores cotton candy like this. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make a dummy out of me. Uh, <laughs> he's like, you know what, Mike? So fuck you, over. <laughs> he's like, so fuck you, over. Because <laughs> he's on the radio. And then once uh, Mooney, Mooney's character, uh, he has a lot of really great lines in the movie, but he, he when he's like a dummy and they pull his hand out, you know, and the blood's mm-hmm. on his hand or whatever from the puppet. Right before that, he goes, "Don't worry, Dave. All we wants to do is kill you." Oh yeah, that yeah, I had that written down too. And they pull his hand out and shake the the fucking blood off the hand, mm-hmm. which he's you know he's got the like Mickey Mouse type hand gloves, you know, like uh-huh. which are like really big and like digits are really big, so that's really cool. So what did he say at the end when they were in the the ice cream truck and and they were like, I am the great and powerful snow. Jojo. 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 Yeah. The great and powerful Jojo. They were doing like the Wizard of Oz and shit. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. They like they they fool the clowns to because they don't know what a car is, I guess. Like an ice cream truck. Yeah, I know. Which is ridiculous, but it kind of works because like this. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You can do this any which way you want, you know. Yeah. I love that the boys always have like when they come, they get the car gets thrown out of the fucking exploding Mm -hmm. ship Mm -hmm. that they fucking (laughs) they come out and they got like lipstick marks still all over. them. Yeah. From from fucking the the the, female clown, the female clown in the ball pit. (laughs) It was funny. Like, why is that one so nice and the rest want to eat people? <laughs> you know, and why isn't her teeth fucking sharp as fucking razors? Right. Because all of the other clowns had sharp ass fucking scary ass teeth, mm-hmm. which are really disturbing. Mm-hmm. And another thing I, I miss an inconsistency that I always think about, like whenever I finish the movie and you guys may know what I'm talking about. But at the very end, you know, we had that officer, the security guy who they because they they plant their tent in the middle of a fucking carnival right 
or circus or whatever. Oh, they go to amusement park. Amusement park, yeah. In the middle of the amusement park. And the tent's in there, and the cop goes up, and he gets pied to death when the clowns come out of the car. Oh, yeah, that was funny. And it's like, he melts. Mm -hmm. He melts into a fucking skeleton. And then the other clown comes up and puts a cherry on top of him. Right, a big cherry. That was the joke. But I mean, at the very end, they get pied in the face. Mm -hmm. So are they going to melt? No, because they're the main characters. Okay, so main characters don't melt. No. Got it. That's why she was put into a balloon. Little loosey goosey there. She was put into a balloon and not made into popcorn. That's that's another really cool thing is the balloon uh, traps that they have the people in and the pies and then the cl- the, the popcorn clown uh, vine heads that are in mm-hmm. the that grow into fucking like what is this is crazy man. Oh yeah yeah. It's just so many like I'm and and that would be something they would need to elaborate I think on in the sequel. Mm-hmm is to have more of that. Yeah. Because yeah. we're 30 years into the future. Right. Right. They would have to do something with, like, technology, something about phones or something like that. I don't know. Like, I don't know either. That's It's tough because it, we've advanced so much. Maybe they should keep them more simple and just have, like, older stuff that's, like, more technological than you would think. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe turn somebody into a pretzel. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. could turn like like a pretzel on a stick. Or a, a deep fried Twinkie. A deep fried you know, person you, you or whatever. Gotta, yeah. You know, up it a little bit more. There you go. There you go. Trying to think about you know. Yeah. What else would there the be? Fair, what's at the fair now? Funnel cake. Funnel cakes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You could put people in a fucking Funnel, like meat yeah. grinder, and then it would funnel cake their fucking shit out. Yeah. And then they would bake it, and they would put stuff on it. Put some powdered sugar yeah. arsenic on there. <laughs> ah, that's, yeah. that's a pretty good idea. Anyway, what, what else would there be, guys? Like, I would love to hear your ideas on this one. But seriously, thank you guys so much for coming by to listen to this episode. We hope we give you enough to, to chew on this episode. And, uh, you know, I hope you have a happy Halloween. So Happy Halloween. Thanks for selling... Thanks for celebrating Voidtober with us. We'll see you, obviously, in a week from today. Uh, well, a week after this yeah. next week. Taking next week off, you guys. Yeah, we're just taking next week off, and then we'll be back with some more horror. Some bangers. Yeah, so if you're new here and you just signed in and started listening to us because of Halloween, guess what? You're now part of the cult, and you have to come for the you November. You have to come drink Kool-Aid with us. Yeah, because everybody's cutting their genitals off, and we're all going to fly in a rocket. Yeah. So let's, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for coming by. Happy Halloween. Happy Voidtober. And as always, long live the Void.